Hello, welcome to Self Talk. I'm Dr. Ray Self, your host. What is this show about? It's about getting free. Getting free from what, you may ask? It's getting free from anything that keeps you away from God's plan for your life. Anything that hurts you or suppresses you or causes you harm. That's my heart. That's my passion. I want to see you free. I want to see you living your God-given dream. I want to see you being the person God created you to be. Stay tuned for our next exciting topic. Thank you for joining us today. God bless you. Hello, I'm Dr. Ray Self, your host of Self Talk. Welcome to part two of Dysfunctional Family Values. Last uh, podcast, I probably embarrassed myself a little bit. I got very transparent. You could hear the violin music playing in the background, the sad, soft, moaning music. Maybe some of you had your little violins out, but I was trying to be transparent and maybe hoping I could relate to a number of people listening to me. So we're talking about the dysfunctional family. And again, dysfunction means something's not operating the way it was designed to function. Again, I believe God has a plan for the family. It's the mother and father, both uh, fully aware and of their position with, with God, uh, filled with the Holy Spirit, saved, spirit-filled, uh, as some of the old folks would say, sanctified, and serving the Lord and imparting those Christian values and worth to their children and everybody worshiping the Lord, everybody knowing who they are, full of, um, of joy and peace and everything just wonderful. And unfortunately, that's not the way it always works. And again, I'm not disparaging a family. I believe with all my heart that our parents, your parents were doing the best they knew how. Okay. And you can say, well, my parent did this and that, but you know what? Most people are doing the best they know how at that given time in their life. And that's also a good lesson for you to look back on. You know, are you doing the best you know how? And and, and you look back and go, man, I wish I had done this. I wish I had I had changed this. I wish I hadn't said that. But at that time, you were doing the best that you knew how. And sometimes that helps us to forgive ourselves. okay? Looking back going, you know what? At that time, that was a bad decision. I know it's a bad decision. I shouldn't have done that. But at that time, that was the decision I thought I should make. So there's where mercy comes in, okay? So the, the, a healthy family, again, meets three areas of need, and that is every child needs to be provided for food, clothing, and shelter. Every child needs guidance to be taught right from wrong, what to do, what not to do, to be educated by their parents. And every child needs to be nurtured, okay? Loved, affirmed, hugged, cuddled, nurturing, and very few families are perfect. get a perfect score in all three areas. Now, there was an interesting study that uh, Focus on the Family did some years ago, and it was about um, kids. And I want to talk about being raised in a dysfunctional family and some of the statistics. Have you ever noticed that there's some kids, that, let's pick on high school kids coming out of high school, getting ready to go in college, and there's just some that seem like they're shooting stars. You remember the shooting star kids? You probably knew some. Uh, you know, they were the, just did everything with a spirit of excellence. And they, um, you know, straight A student, successful, and um, never got into the drugs and alcohol and all that kind of stuff. And they just made every right decision. They just seemed to be like a shooting star. 
you know, so wonderful. What a great, great kid. And then there was the kid who was always in trouble, always in the principal's office, always uh, messed up, was constantly being disciplined, almost like a black sheep or a scapegoat. So the study was, obviously, these kids who are shooting stars came out of Christian homes, right? And these dysfunctional kids who were like the black sheep, always in trouble, came out of non-Christian homes. And they found out with the study, there was, there was actually no correlation that some of the shooting star kids came out of very dysfunctional families. And some of the um, scapegoat kids came out of wonderful functioning families. And so what, what's the deal here? You know, what's, what's going on? And what, they, what the study showed was that no matter what your background is, you still have the ability to make a choice, a healthy choice. And so the shooting star kids had the ability to make a healthy choice. So regardless of our background, we can make healthy choices to become shooting stars, or we can make unhealthy choices to become black sheep and scapegoats. Does that make sense? So choice is, is critical. So even now I'm doing this podcast about the dysfunctional family values. We can still make a choice. We can choose to, to limit the effects of our past. We can choose to, to accept what God says about us. We can choose to be at peace and to have purpose and have success. We can make these choices. Okay? Amen. So what causes dysfunction? Well, the first dysfunction is sin. Everything basically is sin-related. Sin is, is, the, is the dysfunction. But getting a little more detailed, when you're in a family and one of the members is handicapped, or let's say, no, 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 let me rephrase that. Not one of the members. The father or the mother has a handicap. Now, the handicap could be maybe the mother or father are depressed. Maybe one of your parents had an alcohol problem, or maybe a drug problem. Maybe one of your parents had a um, problem with anger, or whatever the issue was. But all these issues cause dysfunction. I call these issues handicaps. Alcoholism will definitely handicap the family. Drug addiction will handicap the family. Uh, these things are handicaps, or it could be uh, anger will handicap the family. Uh, if, if one of the parents is saved and is serving the Lord and the other one denies God as an atheist, that can be a handicap to the family. But what happens with when one of the family members is handicapped. Now, one of the parents, let's, let's, let's focus on the parents. When one of your parents was handicapped, let's say it was alcoholism or maybe drug addiction, there's some interesting dynamics that take place. And the primary dynamic is that the handicapped person gets most of the attention. It could be the alcoholic or, or the drug addict or whatever, the person with the anger issue. They get the focus of the family. Now, there's a problem with that. Because in a family, everybody needs focus. Everybody needs time. Everybody needs attention. But when there's dysfunction, the attention, the focus goes to the handicapped member. So much so that other members of the family are being neglected. They're not being attended to. You get it. So there's too much focus on the person with the problem and not enough focus, say for instance, on the children. 
I have seen it in such an extreme example, let's say, where daddy's an alcoholic, that so much focus goes to daddy, the alcoholic, that daddy becomes like a puppeteer. Remember the old puppets that would be a little string puppets that would hang down and there'd be a little uh, a little stick thing made the shape of a cross at the top. And whenever the string moved, the puppet moved. And literally the handicapped person controls the family like a puppeteer. Everything's focused on him, whatever. If he's happy, everybody's happy. If he's sad, everybody's sad. If he's in crisis, everybody's in crisis. He's like a puppeteer who controls the family. The huge problem with this is that the kids are not getting their needs met. The kids are being neglected. The kids are not being nurtured. Sometimes they're not even being provided for because all the focus is going to the handicapped member. Now, this handicap can be a lot of things. Like I said before, it could be alcohol. It could be, uh, it could be various addictions, gambling, um, whatever the addiction is, sex, whatever the addiction is. Um, it can be, you know, depression where the person is so depressed he's just not able, not able to function as, as a true parent. But when there is a handicapped member, and sometimes it can actually be the handicapped member may be an older brother, older sister, where there's one child who has a uh, has a handicap who gets into drugs or alcohol or whatever the handicap is, and all the attention goes to that child, and the other children are neglected. Neglect is a bad thing. Neglect means needs are not being met, especially when it's time to grow and mature we have to have these things when when all the attention is going to one person other people are left out and when you're left out there's all kinds of damaging things that happen first off you lose your identity if you're the left out child you lose your identity you lose your purpose you lose your worth because you're left out so you you're not your identity is not really formed your your self-esteem is not given your affirmation is not given to you because so much attention is going to the handicap now as a counselor you know i can point this out you know to the cows come home excuse me i'm from tennessee or how the cow ate the cabbage i'm not, I'm not getting all this country stuff here oh i could no i won't we <laughs> we can point this out and if it if it's done if it's in the past there's nothing you can do about it except look at the effects this had upon your life. And if you're still being affected by this, which if you've never dealt with it, you probably are. You may be 55 years old. You're still feeling these effects. It's time to deal with it. You see, knowing the truth can set you free. Okay? So, counseling helps you. Uh, prayer. You know, talk to somebody who understands these things. If you you were in the dysfunctional family. What you must do is become aware of the message of the dysfunction. The message, okay? A message will become a label. What is the message? Maybe the message of your family was you need to be quiet and just be still. You need to be seen and not heard. There's a message. What's the, that's the message. What's the label? Well, the label that comes out of that is you're worthless, you don't matter. What matters is this other person. You're not important. And that can become part of our identity. And as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So out of our identity becomes our performance. And out of our performance determines our, our, determines our success and our choices and everything. The ramifications just go on and on and on and on and on. So what was the message of your family to you.
And did that become a label? Did it become part of your identity? And I've seen this thousands of times. And people are still carrying this false identity with them throughout their life. But you see, you shall know the truth. The truth will set you free. It's time to say, what identity, based on messages from your past, are you carrying? Because it's not who you are. And this is why we have to have a truth. We have to have a standard of truth. And the Bible is the standard of truth. God's word is the standard of truth. God's word says amazing things about you. God's word says, again, you are a child of God. You've been adopted as a child of God. You are a daughter or son of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, joint heir with Jesus Christ, a member of the royal priesthood. All these incredible, matter of fact, you know, I used to say whenever your parent repeats himself or herself, that means pay attention. Well, God repeated himself in the Bible a lot because he wanted us to get a message across. In the New Testament alone, there's over 220 scriptures that affirm our identity. So if God repeated himself about something 220 times, I think maybe he's trying to get a point across to us to know who you are. Know your identity. Again, and you can see Satan's hand in this. Satan never wants a child of God to know who they are. Because he knows the moment you realize your identity, the moment you start walking in that authority and that power is when you start stepping on his head. And he doesn't want you to know who you are. He's trying to hide that from you. And he may have used your family for his own purpose, to hide your true self, to hide your identity, to hide your absolute value. Because let me tell you something. A child of God walks in authority. A child of God walks in power. A child of God walks in peace. A child of God walks in love. A child of God walks in purpose. A child of God lives this life knowing who they are and nothing can stop them. Amen. They have this authority of Christ in them. So, Again, I, I've talked to people like, look, you know, I'm saved. This is all done. This is all, I'm saved and Jesus took this to the cross. This is all done. Yeah, it is done legally. He did take it to the cross. Absolutely took it to the cross. And you've got to believe that. You've got to trust in that. But you've got to also be honest with yourself. Look at your own heart. You may be carrying around in you a message or a belief that, that was given to you 20 years ago by your family, 30 years ago by your family. And remember, your family was doing the best they knew how with what they knew. Your family's not a bad family. Your family was great. They just had some dysfunction. There's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. I'm not condemning your family, but there were some issues. Everybody's got issues. But see, listen to me. Today, today, is there a message in your heart that you've carried that God doesn't want you to have? Is this message that came from your past forming an identity within you that's not what God says? It's time to get free from this. And knowing this, like the Bible says again, we are not unaware of Satan's schemes, the apostle said. This awareness allows me to fight it. I told you in the last podcast, part one, that the message I had coming up from my dysfunctional family was, Ray, you really don't matter. Nobody cares about you. Other people matter, but not you. 
And that message will still try to rear its ugly head in my life. I'm 69 years old, and I'll still hear that message. And I know where it's coming from. And I said, no, I'm not receiving that. I rebuke that. Get out of here. I know who I am. And I, and I can cast it off. And I can find it. But if you don't understand this message, what will happen is even 30 years later, this message will come back into your mind. It will get into your spirit and will start affecting you. Because you don't understand it's a message from your past that Satan's using to destroy your future. Amen. Amen. So the dysfunctional family is a weapon that Satan has used to try to destroy the body of Christ for thousands of years. And no weapon formed against us shall prosper. But you know what? Like it said in the book of Hosea, people perish for a lack of knowledge. And I'm hoping this podcast will give you some knowledge to overcome these weapons. Okay? Again, you got to be honest. A man is a little bit tougher for guys for some reason. I don't know why... Women seem to be able to search their heart easier than men. Um, just something I've observed, not trying to make a judgment here. Just an observation. But we have to be able to get honest. What is it I'm believing about myself that's really not true? What is it I think about myself that's, not, that's contrary to what God says? At some point, as a mature Christian... I have to make a decision. The decision is powerful. The decision is important. See, choices affect every area of your life. I must make a choice. Am I going to believe what God says? Or am I going to believe the message of my past? It's up to you. What are you going to believe? Now, it may take some work. It may take some constant effort. It may be something you'll have to practice and exercise. (coughs) It may be, okay? What is it that you're believing about yourself that's not true? Because it was given to you. This belief, this message was given to you by your past. You see, your experience in your past doesn't form your identity. Your identity is formed through Christ. Your past does not form who you are. Now, it influences you, absolutely. But my past is not my identity. You see... I got born again. I became a new creation. I became a whole other person. That's my identity. My identity is this person I became when I accepted Christ and I was baptized and, and, and put under the water and I was raised with Christ. I had a new identity. And you see, it was all taken care of. But the enemy of God, Satan, will try to undo that work every day in your life. He'll try to constantly remind you of messages from your past wounds from your past, hurts from your past, that, that, that helped, and he, and he tries to make this form you, and it affects you. Now, I know there's some people I'm talking to that just don't deal with their issues very well, and you may not want to deal with it, but I'm going to tell you something, your behavior is showing it. You may not want to face it, but your behavior is demonstrating it very well. You know, we're children of the Most High God. We've been set free. We've been set free. The freedom is yours, but you have to believe it and you have to walk in it. James says, faith that works is dead. And what that means is, if I believe I've been set free, I have to have the works to support it. You see, if I believe it, I will have the corresponding action. Again, my past does not determine me, except for that moment when I accepted Christ. That does determine me. 
Maybe you were raised in a dysfunctional family. I know I was. And I fought with a message from my family, this message of, Ray, you don't matter. Ray, you don't count. Because you see, these messages are, are strong. And, and, you know, faith comes by hearing. But if you hear a lie long enough, you'll have faith in that lie. You hear me? If you hear the truth long enough, you'll have faith in that truth. In the dysfunctional family, because all the attention goes to the handicapped member, that member who has, who drank or is doing drugs or is depressed or whatever it is, you're missing a lot. And then there's all kinds of messages that come in. You see, there's a sin of commission, a sin of omission. Sometimes the most powerful message in your life is not what people said to you. It's what people did not say to you. It's what was not said to you. In my life, what was not said to me was, Ray, I'm proud of you. I know you can do it. I am so proud of you. I'm proud of who you are. That was not said to me. And that what was not said hurt me and influenced my life more than anything that was ever said to me my whole life. Now listen, I know the lie. I don't receive that lie. That's not who I am. I know I matter. I know Christ died for me. Okay, But I also know that that lie will try to come up in a, in a lot of shapes and forms my whole life. And I have to be aware of that scheme. I have to be aware of that attack and rebuke it. And so if you came up in a dysfunctional family, whatever it was, and you missed some things that you needed, especially affirmation, nurturing, maybe you never got the guidance, maybe you're just some missing pieces in your life. All I'm asking you to do is take a look within your heart. See what's going on. What is the message? What message are you believing about yourself that's affecting your present day identity? What message are you believing? You know, so many people in the world, the message they believe about themselves is totally about performance. If they've had a, quote, worldly successful life, they have this message that I'm a successful, can-do-it, incredible person. But the moment they have a failure, they're worthless. So, what message are you believing? Did it come from the dysfunctional family? Be free today. Believe the truth about yourself. Believe you are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You're a child of the Most High God, a child of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Do not receive the lies and the message of the dysfunctional family. I love my family, and I know you love your family. And they didn't know they were even doing it because this is the way they were raised. Okay, They were doing the best they knew how. But you got a message from your past that's affecting you today and will affect your future until you deal with it and know the truth that will set you free. You know, it's been a great privilege and honor to, to do this podcast. This is a stretch for me a little bit, but I love it. I think I'm very proud of being part of Charisma Magazine, their podcast network. Please, I've got two books, three things I want you to check out. My two books, Redeeming Your Past, Finding Your Promised Land. Now, that's about, it's a lot about what we talked about, how to get over your stuff and get into what you're called to do. And it's a very serious, fun book. It'll help you get free. It'll help you find your purpose. Redeeming Your Past, Finding Your Promised Land, Dr. Ray Self on Amazon or wherever you want to get it. And then I just produced a new book called Hear His Voice, Be His Voice. This is about you people wondering, how do you hear God? How do you know when it's God speaking? A whole book about that. Okay. Check out my website, icmcollege.org, 
icmcollege.org. Maybe you want to get an accredited degree. Maybe it's time for you to step up and finish your BA, finish your master's, finish your doctorate. I have degrees in ministry, theology, and Christian counseling and prophetic ministry. We are accredited with ACI and recognized by the Florida Department of Education as an ecclesiastical school. It's called International College of Ministry, icmcollege.org. That's my baby. Check it out. Love you much. God bless you. This is Dr. Ray Self. Welcome, and thank you for listening to Self Talk. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel. Please visit my website at icmcollege.org for more information and some really cool free stuff. Be sure and like me on Facebook. Check out my YouTube videos. You can also purchase my latest book, Hear His Voice, Be His Voice, on Amazon.com.